I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. This week, we are going to mix it up a bit. I am going to answer two questions. These are probably the questions that get asked to me the most. And in fact, I just answered them for somebody earlier this week when I was at a speaking event. Um, So I get asked these questions a lot. The questions are, what's your typical workday like? And what's your morning routine? Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you might remember that way back in episode 37, which was about, gosh, a year and a half, two years ago, I did an episode answering those two questions. And I realized as I was answering these two questions for somebody this week at an event that my answers have changed a lot since a couple of years ago when I recorded that episode. So I'm going to do generally what I did in that episode, which is I'm just looking at my calendar for this past week and telling you what I did this week. And then I'm also going to spend a little bit more time at the end talking about my morning routine. So here goes. So Monday this week, I started my morning off a little bit different than I usually do. Every other week, I am on a Zoom call with my mastermind. Now, if you're not familiar with what a mastermind is, it's a group of people who support each other in whatever they're up to. And this particular mastermind is other speakers who do similar work to me. We all hold the designation of certified speaking professional, the CSP designation. So that means we've been in this business for a while and it is our primary way of earning a living and we take it pretty seriously. So I am together with three other speakers every other Monday morning, one time each month we meet for an hour and a half and we have a more in-depth discussion on what each of us is up to this month and what we want to be held accountable for or where we need some help. And then on the other meeting of the month, It's also first thing Monday morning, but this is just a check-in, how are we doing? So instead of it being 90 minutes, it's 60 minutes. We can still ask for advice and hold ourselves accountable and everything, but it's a one-hour call. So this particular Monday, I had that one-hour call, but right after that, I wanted to do something else. There is an emerging speaker here in Minnesota who I've been doing some informal mentoring with, and she is has a special connection to um, my hometown and family, friends, and everything else. So I had the opportunity to go hear her speak, and her speech was starting at 9 o'clock, and I wasn't going to have time to finish my 8 to 9 a.m. call with my mastermind group and then get to where she was speaking. This mastermind group is really important to me, and I hold myself very accountable to showing up for them and showing up for myself with our time together. So I drove to where my mentee was speaking early in the morning so that I could get a parking spot there and get all set up to take the Zoom 
meeting with my mastermind group from my car, not while driving, of course, but while parked outside the venue where uh, the person I'm mentoring was going to be speaking starting a little bit after nine o'clock. And in fact, I had somebody who was going to save me a seat because I thought I might be rushing in right at the last second. So I took my mastermind call from the car. Then I went into the speaking engagement and I was really fortunate in that it didn't quite start when I thought it did. I thought it was starting right at nine o'clock with announcements and then she would take the stage at about 9.15. But the timing was a little bit off. And so there was plenty of time to uh, come into the venue, say hello to her, good morning to her, and help out with a few things as she was getting set up. After her speech, which was wonderful, by the way, and I was so glad I got the chance to see her speak. After her speech, I zipped over to the uh, public library that was not too far from there, which happened to have in stock a copy of the Federalist Papers. So if you're familiar at all with Alexander Hamilton, maybe from the musical titled Hamilton, uh, which I saw last year. And uh, my friend and I who saw it last year, my BFF and I saw it last year, and we are just so enamored with the story. And then she recommended to me this book, which I just am finishing listening up on audio, which is historical fiction, but it's a pretty close account of Alexander Hamilton's wife, Elizabeth Hamilton. And what it was like to be married to him and all of the historical things that happened uh, both before, during, and after their marriage. Uh, or, well, I mean, their marriage didn't end, but he died. Uh, if you've seen, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the musical, uh, he dies. So anyway, I just had finished this book. And as I was listening to this audiobook, which is a very long book, there were all these references, of course, to the Federalist Papers, which Hamilton co-wrote with a couple of other folks. And so I thought, man, it would be really interesting to continue this Hamilton theme and actually read the Federalist Papers. And that particular library, which was just a few blocks from the venue where my friend was speaking, had a copy of it. So I zipped over to that library to get the copy. And then in the meantime, I got a text from a friend of mine who lives just a couple of miles from there, who she and I usually get together for breakfast. And she sent me uh, about once a month, she sent me a text that said, hey, got any time for breakfast this month? And then I realized, oh, I'm like two miles from your house. How about like, we just have lunch now. So I called her up on the phone to see if she was free. She is uh, changing jobs. And she was in that week of vacation time between one job and the next job. So she was just at home. And we were able to grab some lunch together. I had to race back to my neighborhood because I had a haircut appointment at one o'clock. So got back for my haircut appointment. And then after the haircut appointment, I had a phone call with a client and we're doing some tailoring for a program I'm delivering them, the keynote that I'm delivering at their conference next month. So I needed to get a few facts and figures from them and a little bit deeper profile into their audience members so that I could do the customization for that program. Um, after that, I finished up the slides that I was going to be presenting a little bit later in the week when I was giving a keynote. I'll tell you about that here in just a few minutes as well. Um, then I needed to shoot some reels for Instagram that were going live later in the week. And um, I didn't get a chance on that particular Monday to meet with Michelle, who is my virtual assistant. She's in the Philippines. And we usually meet on Monday mornings on the weeks when I'm not meeting with my mastermind group. And then sometimes we'll meet on Tuesdays or a different day of the week 
And this particular week was a really busy week. And so Michelle and I uh, decided we were just going to be working exclusively on Slack, which is how we uh, communicate during the rest of the week, especially given the 13-hour time difference. So I made sure to catch up with her on Slack later that afternoon and then also made a note for myself to find out why Slack is not sending me the notifications every time when I have new messages in Slack on my phone. So still need to look into that, but I have that as a note for me to follow up on. That wrapped up my work day. And then I was off to do a few things, uh, family related things. I needed to drop my son at baseball practice. His baseball practice started at 530 that day. So dropped him off at baseball practice. He plays fall ball. And so dropped him off at baseball practice, then ran some errands while he was at baseball practice, got back to baseball practice at seven o'clock when it finished, and then walked him over to his swimming lessons, which happened to be very, very close by where his baseball practice is, and uh, sat through his swim lesson, which was a 45-minute swim lesson from 7.15 to eight o'clock. And then we came home and (laughs) scrambled together a bit of dinner and had some family time. So that was my Monday. On to Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, I was leading a half-day program for a client on site, and very fortunately, that client is located nearby. They're only about 20 minutes from my house. And once that program was over, it wrapped up at noon, and I chatted with the client a little bit as I left the building, but then had to quickly scoot home because I was doing a two-hour session for a different client, and that session was online from one to three. And so got back in time to do sound check and then facilitate that program for them online. And then at between three and five, I had some wrap up of things that I needed to just get done, contracts and proposals and invoicing and all the back office things that happen in my business. And then I was off to watch my daughter cheer for the soccer team. My daughter's a cheerleader and the cheerleaders in our school district cheer for all the fall sports. So there's not a separate cheer team for soccer as there is for football. So there was a soccer doubleheader that night. So the boys game played at five and the girls game played closer to seven. Uh, So that was the doubleheader. The boys soccer team and the girls soccer team both playing the same other school back to back. Then on Wednesday morning, I woke up and got packed up to go to a conference where I was speaking on Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning. And this was at a resort in northern Minnesota on a beautiful lake, just a gorgeous setting. And it's fall right now in Minnesota and the leaves are starting to turn colors on the trees. So everything is going from the lush green that it has been all summer to various shades of yellow and orange and deep red. And The leaves are not at peak season yet, but it was a gorgeous drive nonetheless, seeing things starting to turn. And then I was also anticipating two weeks from now, I have another conference that I'm speaking at a different resort up in that same region. And I can't wait for that drive because the leaves are going to be just probably right about peak at that point. That would be the first week in October. So I drove up, it was about a two hour drive. And I got there in time to get checked into my room in uh, one of their cabins and then get over to the lodge and conference center where the conference was uh, with plenty of time to get my slides loaded onto their computer and everything else during the break that was right before my session. Did my session that afternoon. It was actually on networking. And then I sent them off to their dinner and their 
evening reception to do some networking and I was going to be following up with them the following morning. And so after I finished my presentation, I did not go to dinner with them. I usually do dine with the client if I am invited to do so. Um, But that particular day, and you can kind of tell my week had been busy already, and I just really needed some downtime myself. I did want to go to their reception later on that evening and help facilitate an example and model rather the skills that I was uh, teaching them in the networking session. So I needed a break for myself. So I went back to my room. I relaxed. I knew that that was going to be the case. And so I brought a meal with me so that I would have my own food in my lodge room or my cabin. And I brought one of my Factor 75 meals. I'm not sure if you've if I've talked about Factor 75 on the podcast before, but I love their meals. They're fresh food, and I'm on a fairly low-carb ketogenic-style diet, and so I get keto meals delivered to my house from them, and I take them with me when I travel because it just makes for easier eating, and I just know that my food choices are made for me if I have my food along with me. So I ate my meal in my room, and I relaxed for a bit. Then I went for a walk around the resort property. They were still at dinner, so I had time to do that. Had a nice walk around the property, got a chance to see the lake, and just really relax so that I could restore my energy to be ready for some networking at their reception. Their reception was outside on the patio of the a main lodge building right overlooking the lake and it was gorgeous and there was amazing live music and it was just a really lovely, lovely time with the client. And again, I could help model some of the same skills I was talking about earlier in the networking session. And if you haven't heard me talk about networking, I use a very much pay it forward approach to networking. And if you can approach networking with the idea that you're looking to help other people get what they're looking for, then it's just so much easier to do. So it was easy and fun for me to just be asking people, hey, what are you hoping to learn? Who do you want to meet? How can I help? So I did that. And then later that evening, got back to my room. And Thursday morning, I was up to deliver their morning keynote and also follow up with them on finding out how their networking went. So we did the recap of the networking experience, and then I retook the stage to deliver my keynote, Expect the Unexpected, How to See the Future Coming. And it was so much fun to be with this group. They were a wonderful, lovely audience, about 250 of them, and it was just, it was a great time. And then I had the drive home, so I left their property, the, that resort property, about noon to drive home, and I needed to pick up my daughter from high school and high school lets out at 310. And it was just over a two-hour drive, so I knew I had some extra time. So I got to stop. This is one of my total indulgences. I got to stop on the way home at a store that I love. And it, the store is over an hour from my house, and I don't get to, so I don't get to go there very often. But it is an unclaimed freight store. So it's always got the most random things at the lowest prices you could imagine. Now they have furniture and all kinds of big stuff, but this particular unclaimed freight store has a huge consumer goods area as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to show you a few of the things that I I picked up while I was there. I bought this silicone baster for my kitchen for, uh, you know, grilling, or I have a baster, a, a brush baster, but it's made out of 
either nylon hairs or horse hairs or something. It's so hard to clean. So I'm really excited about this, uh, this baster. Um, they, they always have fun office supplies. So I got these erasable highlighters and uh, a style of Bic pen that I, or a gel pen happens to be from Bic that I haven't used before. Um, if you've heard me talk about pens before, you know that I love the Pilot G2. I am a Pilot, I'm a Pilot G2 aficionado. I love these pens. I have them in every color of the rainbow, but I'm going to try these Bic gel pens to see how they are. Um, I picked up an umbrella because umbrellas always seem to disappear in my house. So there's another, I picked up actually two umbrellas. And then one of the programs that I do, I talk about the Play-Doh company. And so they had these cute little sets of Play-Doh. And um, so I bought a bunch of them that I can give away as prizes during my presentation where I do a case study on Play-Doh. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. All right. So that was uh, Wednesday. Then I did, uh, rather Thursday, I did make it back in time to pick my daughter up from high school and take her to her appointment on uh, Thursday night. And then it was a beautiful, gorgeous day. So when we got home from the appointment and my uh, son was home from school by then, his school lets out a little bit later, then we were able to all take a dip in the pool and uh, just really enjoy probably one of the last days that's going to be this nice. It was in the mid 80s, which is really unusual for uh, this far into September. Uh, today is Friday as I'm recording the podcast. And so I've already had two client calls this morning. One was with a prospective client. We're talking about doing some work together in 2024 on difficult conversations. They want a full day workshop. And uh, so we were talking what that might look like done um, multiple times over the course of the year for their folks. And then I was on another call, this time with a client that I've worked with in the past, and they're having me come back to uh, do a session at their management conference that's coming up next month. And so we were talking about what that might look like and what some of the challenges are that their managers are facing these days now that they are fully hybrid and really settling in to be fully hybrid. What does that look like? What are some of the challenges that their management faces so that I could put together a customized program for them for that? All right, then uh, on to recording the podcast, which is what I'm doing right now. And then once this is done uh, this afternoon, I've got an employee who helps me with something. She's like my secret weapon. She comes and helps me with different strategic projects and so forth. And she's coming over uh, this afternoon. She is the only employee that I have who is local. The other employees that I have are remote and we just work together over distance. We're just in a virtual relationship. Um, but so she is coming over this afternoon to help me with a couple of things. And then I also, after she leaves, I need to finish up some slides that are due today for a client that slotted me in for a program kind of at the last minute. It's coming up next week and we just finalized the details uh, the other day. And so I will be 
finishing up my slides and sending them over to them so that they're all preloaded onto their computer when I show up to deliver that program next week. And then I am off this evening to a high school football game to watch my daughter cheer. Again, as I mentioned, she's a cheerleader and they cheer for all the sports. So she's cheering for football tonight and it will be fun. It's an away game, but it's not too far away. So it'll be fun to uh, to go to that. Now, I try not to work on the weekend, but I do have several proposals to write uh, that I'm behind on and I've got clients waiting on those proposals. Most of those I think are going to go straight from proposal into contract. And so we just need to get the contracts moving and so on. So they're waiting for program descriptions and learning objectives and pricing from me to get those things moving. So I will definitely spend some time. If I don't get to that this afternoon, which I don't think I will, there's a good chance I will spend an hour or two working on the weekend to get that done and caught up because next week is another busy week that looks an awful lot like this week. When we are in the fall, like we are now, it's a big time for conferences and trainings and professional development for people. So this is my busiest time. So September, October, and November, each week looks very similar to the week that I just described for you. All right. Now, I also promised that I would talk a little bit about my morning routine. And so it was at that reception at the conference that I was speaking at that somebody asked me in our networking session or in our networking time, I should say, as we uh, enjoyed the live music and the views of the lake and everything, this person that I happened to be talking to for a few minutes asked me about not only my regular what is a what does a day in the life look like? And I explained, oh, there isn't really a single day in the life, but every day is different and a week snapshot is a better indication of what my life is like than a single day. And then we also talked about morning routine. And she was asking me if I if I had a morning routine and then also if I did it while I was on the road. So I got to thinking, I mean, I answered her questions, of course, but I got to thinking about this particular podcast and how way back in episode 37, my morning routine looked a lot different. So let me describe a couple of things that are different now than they used to be as it relates to my morning routine. And then one other thing I'm doing that I don't just do in the morning, but I'm trying to sneak this in throughout the day as well. So The big things that are different in my morning routine now are that I am not walking the dog in the morning. I have been walking the dog in the morning pretty much ever since we got a dog, which was five years ago, but I stopped walking the dog at the beginning of 2023. I'll explain why in just a minute. And at the beginning of 2023, I also started journaling like every single day. And off and on in my life, in my adult life, I have journaled sometimes occasionally and sometimes almost religiously. And so I am back in the habit of journaling almost every single morning. It's rare that I miss a morning. And the other things I do in the morning are Wordle. If you're not familiar with Wordle, it's the five-letter word game where you get six chances to guess the word right. And then I also do the waffle. And the waffle is a bit like the Wordle, but it's got five, five-letter words. Is it five? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six five-letter words that make a waffle-type shape. And so I do those two things to kind of to wake up my brain in the morning. And I'm usually drinking coffee when I'm doing the Wordle and the waffle. And then the one other thing that I mentioned I'm kind of doing in the morning, but also throughout the day is I'm trying to put things away. 
So when I'm working, let's say on a program, I might pull out a book because there's a quote that I want to get from a particular author or just other resources, maybe notebooks where I've taken notes on different topics. And I tend not to get things put away right away. And then files and folders and books and all kinds of things stack up and create a lot of clutter in my office. And so I'm working on getting better at putting things away. So sometimes first thing in the morning, I will take a, and not like first thing as I'm starting my workday, not like in my showering and morning routine, but I will just say, okay, put 10 things away. If there are 10 things out that should not be out, And usually there's way more than 10, to be fair. And so I will just say, okay, I'm just going to put 10 things away. And so it might be popping some files back into hanging folders in the file cabinet. It might be putting away a piece of equipment. Um, In fact, yesterday I needed a microphone for something. So in fact, the, the keynote that I was delivering yesterday, I wanted to record myself. So sometimes I do this and sometimes I don't. But I wanted to record myself on this particular keynote. So I had a digital voice recorder. So it's smaller than a cell phone. It's about the qu- a quarter of the size of a cell phone. And I had a little lapel mic attached and I had that digital voice recorder tucked in my pocket. Now that's a piece of equipment that now needs to be put away. And the microphone that I had that was connected to that needs to be put away. So that's just an example of if I don't put that stuff away, it's just going to lay on my desk and create clutter. And it's just, it distracts me. So Putting a few things away really, really does help. Now, as I talk specifically about my morning routine, let me just mention straight away that this is September and the start of this school year has really kind of kicked my ass. I have three children, which you probably know. My oldest is fully launched and on his own, does not live in the house, does not even live in the state. And in fact, this week he is out of the country traveling. I have a middle schooler and a high schooler and they have different start times at their school. So my middle child has just moved into high school this year. So we're on two different start times. And my morning routine has been a bit jumbled since the start of the school year. In the summer, my routine was pretty well set. And my work schedule is not so hectic because there aren't nearly as many uh, programs, professional development, conferences, and so forth happening in the summer. So my schedule is very different. In summer, I'm up every day at 6 a.m. I'm swimming Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by 6.30 at the local health club that I'm a member at. And then I swim from 6.30 to 7. I'm home by 7.30 and I've showered at the gym. So now I'm ready to journal and drink my coffee and do my Wordle and my waffle between 7.30 and 8.00. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the summer, I was doing a yoga class at 6.45 from 6.45 to 7.30, home by 8, shower, journal, coffee till 9, unless I had a program to deliver, in which case my schedule might vary a little bit. But that was pretty much it for the summer. Now, with my travel having picked up and some online programs as well, if they start at 8 o'clock and I need to be on for a, uh, or rather if they typically start at nine o'clock and I need to be on for soundcheck at 8.30, I don't always have time to do all of those other things that I was mentioning. Plus with the kids getting on the bus at different times for the school, um, I'm trying to say goodbye to them at least. They don't need help with breakfast or really help with much of anything in the morning, but I do like to say good morning or say, you know, say good morning to them and send them off to school. So one leaves at 7.38 is what time they leave the house to catch the bus. And the other one leaves at 8.42. So when I am available, I try to make it up to the front door to say good morning, goodbye, have an awesome day, and uh, see them off. So 
how does it look now that the school year has started? Well, almost every day I'm still getting that journaling in. Mental health is really important to me. And that's what my journaling practice affords me. It is my mental health practice. I use a process that's somewhat similar to what Julia Cameron describes in her book, The Artist's Way. And for artists of all types, whether you are uh, an artist at your project management job or an artist creating fine art, The Artist's Way is a great book and it will really help you hone your craft, whatever your craft might be. In the book, Julia Cameron talks about something that she calls morning pages. And morning pages are three pages of handwritten journaling where you're just clearing the cobwebs out of your mind, ideally done first thing in the day. And that's kind of what my journaling practice is like. Uh, If you got a hold of my journal, you would not find, um, you know, like it does not read like a teenager's diary (laughs) at all. It is really about whatever is top of mind for me. Maybe it's something about um, a project I'm working on for a client. Sometimes I'm going back and looking at my journal because I had some really good ideas about an example I might use in a keynote or something I need to research because I have a hole in um, some of the science behind something I'm saying. So I need to go look something up. So sometimes it's about work, sometimes it's about uh, just all of the logistics that are happening. As you can tell, there's there's just a few logistics. I have a few plates spinning in my world. And so sometimes it's about that and just making sure that I'm getting everything done. So sometimes it reads like a to-do list. Um, Sometimes it might be something I'm irritated about or excited about or so that is really what my journaling looks like. And again, it's really important to my mental health to do that journaling practice. It keeps me sane. So my swimming and yoga practice has really not come together yet in any consistent and meaningful way since the school year started. And we're three weeks in. And I am really missing my swimming practice and my yoga practice. And so that is something that I'm going to be really taking on as I look strategically into the next couple of weeks to say, even if I can't get swimming Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, is there one or even two days that I can get that swimming in? And because the yoga class starts a little bit later, I'm not really sure if I'm going to be able to swing that. So I'll be looking at what yoga classes are offered on the weekend to see if I can't move my yoga practice to the weekend. Now, I want to draw out some lessons for you quickly as I wrap up here. The first lesson is this. Even when there's no routine or you don't feel like there's a routine, there is a routine. You can look back at what happens every single day and you can draw up some patterns. And what's the most important to you is what's happening, what's actually happening in your life. So when I look at what's most important to me, I am still getting that journaling done mm, probably six out of seven days of the week. So that is what's important to me. I can also see what's missing. And as I just mentioned, I'm feeling that the swimming is missing and so is the yoga because I just haven't been doing that consistently these past three weeks. And there just doesn't seem to be the same amount of time for it now that my schedule is so busy and I want to be around for my kids as much as possible when I'm not traveling. So that is a missing. And when you look at what you are doing, what's missing will pop up as well. Putting things away is way more important than I had really given it credit for. Because when my office is neat and tidy and things are put away and there aren't huge stacks of things everywhere, I just feel 
so much more at ease. And it just creates a certain spaciousness in my mind when there is spaciousness in my physical environment. And I also know that prioritization is key and so are boundaries. Sometimes I will put off answering texts from friends or family members during the day, during the workday, because I just have so many plates spinning most days that I simply cannot think about anything else without dropping something that I have promised a client. So prioritization and boundaries really are key for me in making all of this work. Now, I hope you enjoyed hearing about my workday schedule and my morning routine. I know that everyone is different and what works for one person might not work for another. But I hope that my sharing gave you some ideas and inspiration for how to create your own routine that works for you. Because having a routine can be really helpful for productivity, for focus, and really for your overall well-being. It can help you start your day on the right foot, and it can also help you wind down at the end of the day. Putting those key things away at the end of the day helps me wind down too. So if you're looking to make some changes to your own routine, I encourage you to first take a look at what you're already doing because there is a routine there in place, even if it's not one that you've intentionally designed. Once you've looked at what you're already doing, then I encourage you to experiment and find out what works best for you. Make some strategic tweaks, if you will. And remember, the most important thing is to be flexible and to listen to your body and your mind. If you're feeling tired or stressed, don't be afraid to take a break from your morning routine. If circumstances in your life change, like the start of the school year, don't be afraid to change it up and mix it up or take a break from it and just see what emerges. If your goal, and I know mine is, is to create a routine that helps me live my best life, then don't be afraid to make changes. Don't be afraid to mix it up. And also, don't be a slave to it because that's not you living your best life. All right, so go out there, examine the routine that you do have, and then make some strategic tweaks and make it a routine that you love. As always, stay curious, stay informed, and stay ahead of the curve. Tune in next Monday when we'll be back to our regular programming, looking at another insightful exploration into the trends that are shaping your professional world. Until then, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.